Welcome to the Freelance Revolution Podcast. I'm Leah. And I'm Sarah. We're both seasoned freelancers running successful online businesses that allow us the flexibility to live the lives that we want. We do different work as freelancers. We find our clients in different ways and we have different business models. The one thing that unites us is a passion for helping others work on their own terms. We're not here to give you a silver bullet or sugarcoat the work it takes to develop and run a successful business. We're here to guide you through the journey we've already taken, bust common myths about the freelance lifestyle, and give you the support you need to keep going when things get tough. The Freelance Revolution podcast is brought to you by Freelancers Align, our free community for freelancers and solopreneurs. Did we mention that membership is free? Go to freelancersalign.com to learn more and sign up. Hi, Leela. Hi, Leah. Hi. Saying your two names back to back is really going (laughs) to have to like really (laughs) think to um, separate those. Um, How are you both doing? Doing Good. It's been a long week, but (laughs) I'm glad to be here. Mm -hmm. Yep. Same. Um, Leela, remind me where you are in the country. I'm currently in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay, great. Okay, so um, we have Alila, please say your last name for me too, because I don't want to butcher it. No, no worries. Kalmbach. Okay, we have Leela Kalmbach with us today. Um, and I'm going to let you introduce yourself because you'll probably do a better job of it then I will. But today we're going to talk about um, creating a work life on your own terms. And we're going to touch on a bunch of topics around um, time, money, um, traditional expectations around both of those things and how to um, disconnect yourself from them. Um, And lots of great stuff to um, talk about. So Leela, do you want to kick us off and um, just tell us a little bit about you and what you do and how you got here? Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to talk with you guys. So I am a habits coach for creative entrepreneurs, um, which really just means like I help freelancers and solopreneurs make self-employment work for them. And it's because I started freelancing very young. I've been a freelance writer and copy editor for about 15 years full-time. And early on, I just, I didn't know anyone who was within decades of my age who was self-employed. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing and I felt like I had to kind of do it all perfectly without, without any sort of blueprint for what that might even look like. Um, so of course impossible. Mm -hmm. And, um, the other thing is I spent several years traveling full time and I noticed that a lot of times I could get the same amount done in 40 hours in a week at home, or just a few hours when I was traveling and had something to look forward to. Um, you know, Parkinson's law, like work expands to fill the time available for its completion. And I just started thinking, why is that? Like, why can't I get more done at home and, and work these shorter hours like I do when I'm traveling? And so I've spent the last few years kind of trying to figure out, figure out how to, how to make that work and how to help other people make that work. And in the process, gotten a coaching certification and moved into the the habits coaching. That's awesome. Um, Well, I think the first thing we wanted to do is just do some myth busting around um, work and time 
Um, and obviously money and time and work are all connected in there too. Oh yeah. Um, and so, um, let's start off by talking about what you sort of already touched on in your introduction, the 40 hour work week. Um, we've, Lee and I have talked about this before and how the 40 hour work week flexes on both sides when you work for yourself. Um, but let's start there about the myth that the 40 hour work week is just the way work should be done. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so culturally programmed, right? Like it's what we see growing up. It's what we see all around us now. And there's all this talk about the four day work week, which is great, but I think a lot of people want to work less, but then when they actually try to do it, 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 it feels impossible. And it's not that it's impossible because we have too much work necessarily. A lot of times it's impossible because there's something in our own mind that's kind of holding us back and telling us, oh, you should be working more. And it, it's really hard to break out of that when you have these sort of conflicting beliefs where on one side, you're like, I'm trying to work less. And on the other side, you're telling yourself that you have to to, to keep up with a, a 40 hour week to not be lazy or to, to be a good freelancer. Um, but, but full-time work really doesn't have to be 40 hours a week. It's whatever works for you. And it's so important, I think, for people to really think about and consider what does work for them instead of just blindly following what they're used to. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of those areas too, where you get sort of programmed by the way work looked when you worked for other people, um, where you're like, well, this is just what, this is just what work is. This is just what people do. You work eight hours a day, five days a week. You take your time off on the weekends. Um, and yeah. And I know that it's like, for me, um, I've almost never worked 40 hours a week when, uh, as a freelancer, um, and I find that the constraints that were put on my time when I worked for other people were artificial. Um, I was really, like you said, able to get a lot more done in less time, but I was still required to like be there for 40 Mm -hmm. hours a week, um, which was very frustrating. And I know that like Lee and I, I think have different, um, different perspectives on this too, because I know that like Lee often works, I think more than 40 hours a week, but (laughs) her time, but it's also about like, your time is like more flexible. The way you spend it is not the same as like just sitting at your desk for eight hours a day. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think it's so impossible to quantify what everyone is doing anyway, because some people say, oh, I'm working a 40 hour week. And what that actually looks like is while I'm taking an hour and a half lunch and I'm going to the gym in the afternoon and I'm taking these long breaks in the morning to, to go for a walk. And I'm you know thinking about work and really that's very productive work time, but like, you know, do you, or don't you count those hours as part of your 40 hour week? Someone could say I'm working 40 hours and that could look completely different from someone else who says they're working 40 hours. So it's just like, we can't even define our terms, much less compare what one person is doing to another. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think it's so important to really, to really question why we're working the number of hours we're working and how we're spending our time, because you're absolutely right that when you come from a job, so much of that time is just sort of busy work. Like you're supposed to be in the office mm-hmm. a certain amount of time and it just doesn't. Yeah. Are you, are you being productive with your time in your home office? Or are you just kind of spinning your wheels because you feel like you're supposed to be at your desk for a certain amount of time? Yeah. 
Um, so another thing that we talked about with, which I think that goes into, um, is productivity. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think like productivity is a buzzword and I think that it is defined in a lot of different ways. Um, and one of the myths that we were talking about is like how, for what period of time can you actually be productive? So you're not, you're obviously not being productive, like a full eight hours in your day. I also think like defining productive in different ways. Like you said, if you're like taking a walk and like thinking about working through a problem in your head, that's also work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and, um, we've sort of cited this before, but the research that I always cite is, um, deep work by Cal Newport, who talks about how it kind of varies depending on what you're doing, but at the max, you're looking at three to four hours An ideal time frame for like really deep productive work is more like 90 minutes where you can, where it like takes you like 30 minutes to get in the zone you work for 90 minutes and then it takes you like 30 minutes to get out of the zone. Um, but I think that totally. all depends on what you're doing. Yeah. And there's this sort of myth in, in entrepreneur culture right now that you can just sort of maximize your productivity and be productive all the time. And that's just not how it works. We need, we need input and output. We need input to create outputs. And if you're just sort of like pushing, 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 to, to be productive, whatever that actually means, it's, it's impossible and we, we always fail. We always fail when we set ourselves up for this idea that you have to be productive around the clock all the time. And, and it kind of, it bleeds into our personal life as well because if you're thinking I have to be productive every minute of every, you know, every hour of the eight hour day at work, you get off work and you're like, okay, I still need to be productive. Like we still don't let ourselves rest. We're like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I clean up? What, you know, what laundry do I need to do? What, uh, what can I do to prepare for tomorrow? Oh, I have some downtime rather than doing something enjoyable. I'm going to, um, like <laughs> something that I'm very guilty of is, oh, I'm watching TV, but I'm going to exercise while I'm doing it <laughs> because we can't just let ourselves enjoy it. Totally. Constantly um, multitasking. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a constant, um, it's like something that you have to always be aware of because it's so steeped in our culture to just be working and productive and, um, you know, going back to what you were mentioning a minute ago about like, what does productivity even mean? We can kind of fool ourselves in all these ways about because I'm working technically I must be being productive, Mm -hmm. but just because you're sitting at your computer, just because you're like writing an email to a client or something like that doesn't mean you're actually accomplishing anything meaningful. What's been coming up for my life lately, and this is very interesting. Like I keep saying, like, I have so much stuff to do. Like I have so many things to do. I have so much work to do and all this stuff. Like, and I'm not really complaining about it. Like, that's not my intention with it. It's just like letting it be known, like that I'm being strategic with my time right now to be as productive as I can to get as much through. So what keeps coming back to me is anytime, like I had lunch with a friend last week and you know, we had a glass of wine at lunch, like, and normally like, that's totally okay. And my family found out and they're like, I thought you had so much work to do today. And I'm like, (laughs) busted. Like, but in my mind, I was, 
I instantly felt guilty. And I'm like, no, like I totally knew that that lunch was on my schedule. I knew that we were going to a place that has like my favorite glass of wine. Like, and I, I had planned and prepared for that. And so I, but it's still like, let that guilt come in of like, then that night I was like, I felt like I had to hustle even more and like make up for that to prove that I wasn't being lazy or that I didn't let my guard down and all this other kind of stuff. Like that's an icky, an icky feeling to have. Yeah. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said, well, I scheduled it. And so I'm going to do it because I think that's so, so, so important as a freelancer to schedule your time and know what you're going to do, because otherwise we just default to a lot of times the cultural programming about hustle, 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 work, work, work. Yeah. Um, but also that, that reminded me of my favorite quote that I ever read about freelancing. Um, I read this article early, early on, probably like 2007. And it said, don't have wine with lunch every day just because you can, but sometimes have wine with lunch because you can. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, it's my okay. favorite piece of freelancing advice. Yeah. 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 I think it's so hard. Like, I think the programming, even when um, you work for yourself, like, I think it's, it, it's different. Um, it's definitely a mindset shift when you work for yourself instead of other people. And not everyone can do it because I do think there is like some net, you have to like build your own boundaries instead of other people building boundaries for you. Um, but I do think it is, it's definitely this thing where we like wear, um, we like wear this like badge of honor that we're like overworked and like so busy and like tired. And like a lot of times those things are 100% true. So I'm not saying we're just like saying them to Sam, but I do think there's like you, you find I even find myself like saying that with clients of mine who I know are super busy that you're like, when you're talking about that, you're not like, I'm not, I don't want to really be like, yeah, I don't know. Like I mostly just like worked in my garden this morning. (laughs) And then I like went for a run and now I'm doing this because you don't want to like, it's just this weird, like social programming where it like, doesn't feel okay to like say that kind of stuff out loud because you want to, um, it's like more socially acceptable to be like, Oh my God, I'm so busy and burned out and exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Our culture definitely teaches us that our worth is based on what we produce. Mm -hmm. And so if we are busy, we are more important. And if we are more important, we are more valuable to the world. And we just, it's so important to question that, like who is benefiting from that? Who is profiting from that? from keeping us overworked and like overstimulated and feeling constantly not good enough and the need to, you know, do more and buy more and consume more to be good enough. Cause we are certainly not benefiting from that. Totally. Yeah. I feel like I, I also think that's about when you like organize your time differently so that your time is like more flexible and some, and like, that can look really different. Like I think um, like Leah's time is more flexible because she's like working in a lot of times working in short spurts while she's like in the car, like waiting for a kid to get out of this thing or that thing. Um, And my work is more flexible because like, I like am deliberately carving out like these big chunks of time where I'm like, not where I'm like doing not like calls or other stuff like that. Um, 
but it's important to be able, like when you're constantly surrounded by um, people who feel more busy than you or feel like their time, like you said, like when you're busy, it feels like your time is more important. Um, it's important to still know that like you, the, your boundaries are still real and important. So it doesn't mean that just be that the feeling sometimes can be like, oh, well, like I'm going to always have to like bend my schedule to fit these like super busy people all the time. And like, do I do that sometimes? Absolutely. Especially, um, for my clients. But I do think that makes like the boundary setting. It's easier to set boundaries when you're like, oh, I have a call that I can't move. So I can't do that. It's harder to set boundaries where you're like, I told myself that I'm not going to do any calls on Monday. And so I'm not going to do that. Totally. Yes, 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 yes. And I think that is such an important thought to examine as well. If you find yourself saying or telling yourself you're going to do one thing, you're going to hold a boundary, and then you're not actually acting on it. Just really asking yourself, why is that? What are the other beliefs that are coming up? What is getting in the way here? Because if you, yeah, once you notice that pattern, that's definitely a clue that the, some cultural programming is getting in your way. And I'm still really trying to be very mindful of that too. Like I, I mentioned um, before we started recording that I just got back from a trip to San Francisco. It was purely for fun. And I put my um, autoresponder on and I had to stop myself from saying, I won't be able to check email while I'm away and had to change it to, I won't be checking email while I'm away. <laughs> Cause it doesn't have to be that I can't check email. I'm just not going to, I'm on vacation. I'm not going to. And we feel that pressure to, to, to be available even, you know, even when we're taking time for ourselves. Back at the beginning of the school year, I, um, made it a priority that I was not going to do calls on Mondays. Um, it's just, it's what I needed to do for my mental health. It's what I needed to do for my schedule. It's what I needed to do for my productivity for the rest of the week is what I just determined. And so I got to the point where I had a client who kept asking for calls on Monday and I never had availability. And finally, I just said, I'm really sorry, but after like the sixth time of you asking for a call on a Monday, I don't do calls on Monday. And their response was, well, why not? Like it's a work day. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do. Like, I'm not like hanging out and taking a nap all day. Like that it's not, it's my, and if you were, it would be okay, Leah. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But I felt like I had to justify like, no, I'm not just like taking the day off. It's I'm working on my projects that came in over the weekend. It's creating a a strategy for myself to have a productive week. And once she understood that, she got a little annoyed with me. I didn't budge. And I think she totally thought I was going to budge. And I good for you. That was hard. Like putting those boundaries in place. Like I think it needs to be known. Like you need them, but they're also hard to honor. But I in the past, I mean, and this is a recent issue in the past, when I first put this as like, nope, I'm not doing calls on Monday. I would let a few sneak in. And then I would be annoyed with myself, like, because it threw my whole day off. And I'm like, why did I do that? It's just, you have to get, you have to put those boundaries in place and you have to own them. The sooner you own them, the more calm, complete, productive you'll feel. That's awesome. Good for you. And I think you touched on something really important there, which is knowing why you like, why it is so important to you to hold that boundary. Right. Because you said at first 
I budged a few times, but you knew why you needed it. And so it helps you to eventually say, uh-uh, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, we talk about knowing your why, but like, it's not just your big why for your business. It's, it's your why for every decision you make in your business. And it's also your why not. People talk about the why, but they don't talk about the why not. Um, why, why does it matter? But also, why are you not currently doing it? Um, I think I said that, that strangely, but <laughs> like if you're, if you find yourself slipping on your boundaries and saying, yeah, sure, I'll have a meeting on Monday just this once, you have to ask yourself, why am I not upholding this boundary? Why am I, why is it so easy to, to go back on it, even when I know my why? Oh, so. yeah. Just a tip. For yeah, and I think like we talk about that too, in terms of like, when we think about designing like your business model or choosing what you're going to do as a freelancer, um, all of that should be centered around that why, like all the various whys, because if you want, so like, if you want to be a digital nomad, for instance, you want to travel all the time, you're going to probably need to choose different types of clients and different types of projects and work than someone um, who's going to be on call literally yes. all the time. And so you can make those choices. You can have clients where you're like, okay, I'm going to be on call, quote unquote, on call for these people and not for these ones and have a balance of that. But I do think that that is really about designing, um, designing your work to fit your life, which can, which can like change all the time. Um, and so like Leah and I have had this conversation about the, the out of office message before, where it's like, I put our, the types of projects that we work on are very different. And the structure of our clients are very different. Like I have fewer, um, bigger, longer term clients. And Leah, Leah has like longer term clients, but also like a lot, like the number of clients Leah makes my head spin. Um, I am dwindling them down. You would be proud of me. You are, you (laughs) are, you are, you are dwindling them down. And like, it's like, also like, that's just like a business model choice too. You know what I mean? Like it, it also means that your income is more stable than mine. Cause like you lose one client it's a tinier piece of your income than if I lose one client. So it's all about those choices. You know what I mean? Um, but like those, all those choices dictate, like if you see your boundary slipping, um, I think you're absolutely right. Just think about why is that slipping? And like, is that okay? Like, maybe it's okay if I'm going to like be more on call for like this particular client because of whatever reason, because of the type of project or the rate or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, And just figuring out like how that fits in with like the rest of your life and how those decisions support the way you want to work. I mean, I will say that like over the last, it is, it is the universe like really testing me with this stuff this, these past few weeks. So my daughter, it just turned four and she's going to be, you know, as all kids are on summer break. And what I have, the way I've like arranged my childcare over the summer is like, not like full coverage that I have during the school year, but she's four. And I've like made a decision that like this summer in particular is going to be the summer of like mama and Luna. Like we're going to like live our best life together this summer. That means that I have to be super careful (laughs) about the types of work I take on. And I've had two 
amazing opportunities come across my inbox and had these like amazing conversations with people that I like know that I love working with that I've worked with before. It's interesting work. It's lucrative work. It's high paying work. And I had to say no, like both times. And in the back of my mind, I was like, I really don't want to say no, but then I'm going to be like sacrificing the summer of mama and Luna. And I told my husband, I was like, not just like the amazing, like people and the projects, but I was also like, you know, this is like good paying work. Like if I did this, we could use X amount of money to do this thing. And I had to make some really tough decisions about like turning down work over the last couple of weeks, because I'm just like, no, I'm going to. And it is not easy. Like it is hard. And it was both of those decisions were super hard where I was like, okay, I'm making, again, I just, the universe is really testing my resolve for the summer. <laughs> that is really hard. It's that hard that you know what you want and why you want it. And that makes it, that makes it so much easier to, to stick to it. It's actually it just being really, really clear upfront. Yeah. And I also love that you mentioned that for some people it is okay. Some, for some people you can just make the decision to, I'm going to be on call. I'm going to be more available to these last minute projects. And, you know, some people want to work more than 40 hours a week and that's totally fine. And I think, you know, we're talking about working less in large part because the default in our culture is to tend toward overwork, but that doesn't, you know, just do what's right for you, whichever direction that goes. And, and as you said, in whatever period of life you're in. Totally. Yeah. yeah and like we, um, th- that's something that Leah and I talk about all the time. Cause we're a different state. Like our kids are different ages. We're in different stages of our lives right now. And I also think that's absolutely right because, um, the thing about working for yourself is when you decide to work those longer hours or whatever it is, that money is going directly into your pocket and it's going directly into like your retirement fund or your savings account or your next, whatever it is. And so you're able to make those decisions in a different way than you would when you're working for other people, when you're working for other people, you mostly don't get to choose about working longer hours. And especially if you're salaried, you're not seeing like a really an ROI on that. Um, so I do think that it really is about like, whatever those choices are, um, for me, I think the main distinction is like, you get to make those choices for yourself and you are the one that direct you and your business are the one that directly benefits from those choices Yeah, instead of working those long hours for someone else, for someone else's retirement account and bank account and big dreams and all that other stuff. Um, so yeah, I think it definitely is a choice. And that becomes all the more challenging. I'm sorry. No, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say that becomes all the more challenging when you are just starting out, because mm-hmm. if you're not making the money that you need to survive yet or not survive, but um, I mean, maybe yeah. sometimes. Yeah, exactly. To, um, to pay your bills, to, to, to be where you want to be. It's really hard to say no to projects that aren't a good fit or that um, aren't. Yeah. It's hard to hold those boundaries. Yeah. But I actually just wrote about this on, on, in an Instagram post recently. I think it's so important to establish those boundaries early on because what we do now, I mean, this is what I talk about as a habits coach, what we do now today is so much easier to continue doing 
tomorrow. So if you are working long hours today and you're going, well, it's just for right now, it's just for until I start making more money, then that is the habit that you get into. And it is so much harder to actually start working. Like, why are you going to start working shorter hours once you're actually making more money? That's completely counterintuitive. It's not going to happen. You're just going to keep working long hours once you make more money. It's counterintuitive. And research shows that it's actually harder because as your hour becomes more valuable, you are less likely to use it for rest. So when like my hour was worth like $30, resting for an hour was very different than when my hour is worth $100. So it actually makes it harder to not do it when your hour is worth more time. Leah, I see you. I'm just dying <laughs> I over see you. here. I'm just dying over here because the, that's my life. I'm, I'm just, it's so hard. Like right now I I'm going into the season of like that digital nomad where I can work whenever, wherever. So I'm restructuring my clients and I, I want to take on a couple more projects for the summer. And I've just been doing interviews this week. And there's one that I would be so long-term that I'm like, I don't want to take it, you know, but the money is there. I just don't know if I want to have the bandwidth, you know? So it's just, it's hard to say no. It's hard to have those boundaries. It's hard to say no when you're at the income level that you've been trying to achieve for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of times some scarcity thinking comes in there as well. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, there's a lot of clients now, but what about next month? What about next year? Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I'm like, oh, if I like had this amount of savings in my bank account, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to worry for this period of time. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, yeah, it's so hard. And, and uh, I think the other thing is like, I know that, um, you know, because of the podcast and like the blogs I write and stuff like that, it's like, it's pretty, my like views around this are like pretty public and I do have like close friends including Leah and a couple of others who like I have this conversation with where I'm like I don't I don't know like I just got offered this new project and a friend of mine was like are you going to practice what you preach like I thought you wanted to take this up I thought you wanted like your time is more valuable than your money et cetera, et cetera. and I'm like I know but <laughs> and it's not just the money um the money's a huge factor don't get me wrong but it is like again like if it was work that like I didn't want to do, I wouldn't even think twice about it. Cause in this moment, I don't necessarily need, need, need the money, but it's like, again, like cool, super cool projects. And I'm like, Oh, I want to, yeah. but it, it, it's um yeah. And, and I do think I, and Lila, you said this, but I just want to like reiterate that, like, um, we're like, we're at a place in our career where like, this is the conversation we're having about like turning down work and like neither Leah have been like, we're just now getting to this place where it's like, we've like worked our asses off to build a business and taken on tons of work that like, we did not want to do <laughs> work for people we did not want to work for. Mm-hmm. And so like, we, we are not, I know it can sound a little bit like flippant, that we're like, oh yeah, we're just like turning down work, but we know that that's not what it's like when you first start out. And, and in the beginning, you're, you're, I think you're absolutely right. You're definitely still setting those boundaries. And I think we both still always coach people to like, really think about your why before you design your business model and choose what you want to do. Um, but inevitably you're going to have to be a lot less picky. 
in the beginning. Like it just right. is what it is. Right. Yeah. Being self-employed is so interesting because it really amplifies whatever beliefs are there to begin with that you don't necessarily have to face as an employee. Yep. But, and it's so interesting as well, I think to notice if you're having scarcity thoughts about money and turning down, turning down work or taking on work that is not a good fit. Yes, absolutely. We all have to do that at times. Um, but if, if this is like a, a constant, um, notice how that's showing up, not just in money, but in time, whatever scarcity thoughts you're having about money, you're probably also going to have about time. There's not enough money. There's not enough time. Um, I have to work really hard for my money. I have to be really, really careful with my time, really like constantly productive, constantly just like looking at every, how every minute is being spent. Um, those scarcity thoughts really do show up both places. Totally. A little bit of a tangent, but no, I think that's, um, I think that's absolutely true. And I think you're right that like you're, um, when you, when you work for other people, you don't, you just know, I mean, again, like depending on whether you're hourly or salaried or however that works, but like, you just know your paycheck's going to show up in your bank account. Like you just, it's not like really a question. You don't have to be like, Oh, I need to like find five new projects. I mean, maybe if you work on a commission that like feels a little bit different, but, um, it is a very different mindset shift to know that you are like, um, what, like, <laughs> like you eat what you kill. You know what I mean? Like you don't get like, it's not like someone's just like, you're not like going to the grocery store and like buying your food as you are when you work for someone else. You're like, literally like every, every dime that I make is because I went out and found it. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's a, that's a huge mindset shift. And I think you're absolutely right. It can really reinforce, um, the inherent beliefs you have around, um, a lot of those things before you start working for yourself. Um, yeah. 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 And, you know, going back to what you're saying about, especially early, but not just early on, but throughout a freelance business, but especially early on, um, thinking you need to be working longer hours, whether it's for a client or whether it's working on marketing your business, building up your, your skill set, whatever it is, it just leads us to, to fill our time in ways that really aren't very high value. Mm-hmm. And so I really stress to people really think about not just what you're doing, but what is the result that you're getting from what you're doing? What is the outcome that you're getting? Because it's so easy to work for the sake of work. It's so easy to, to work a 40 hour week because you're working a 40 hour week and because it's not what you've always done. And, um, yeah, just all of the stuff that we've been talking about, the, the self-worth and the productivity and the scarcity, it's just all sort of ties in together and leads us to, to just fill time a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure I'm, I'm not sure I'm saying this in the, in the best way, but um, just like notice, I, I encourage people to, to notice and schedule their time based on the results that they want to get and not just what do you want to do? What do you want to have done? But what do you want to get out of what you've done? Mm -hmm. Um, We spend so much time and especially I think as women feeling like we need to learn more 
and get better at what we're doing before we can, can feel like an expert. And a lot of the time, it's just a confidence issue and not a knowledge issue, which leads us to, to spend more and more and more time learning and practicing and not doing and kind of hiding a lot of times. I work with a lot of clients who, um, as I have in the past, who are very scared of really putting themselves out there and, and failing and not being good enough at, at what they do. But most, most freelancers are very passionate about what they do. Most freelancers are very good at what they do. And what they need more of is confidence and, and, and failure, trial and, trial and error, as opposed to spending more time getting better and, and improving their skills. Yeah. I mean, I think that's super interesting. This is like a little bit of a tangent, but um, yeah. So there's uh, research that shows, and this is, I think is in like the traditional workplace, um, not necessarily when you work for yourself, although the stats about the gender income gap in self-employed people is ridiculous. But um, there's research that shows when you, um, that women when you're applying for a job, men are much more likely than women to apply for a job of which they have no qualifications, (laughs) which they're just like, sure. I think I can do that. And they just like throw their hat in the ring and they just like oftentimes get it and then learn on the job, which we all do. But I think that's absolutely right. Especially for women, um, that like you, you are much less likely again, in a traditional employment scenario to apply for a job of which you don't, think you're qualified. Um, and that also means that you don't, that women don't ask for raises as often as men do, which contributes to the income gap. Um, but yeah, I think that's absolutely right. That a lot of, um, I mean, I've coached several people where I'm like, you already are this, like you think, Mm -hmm. trust your instincts. Like, you know what you're doing. Um, I know that, I know that like, and we talk, um, uh, on the last episode about imposter syndrome, which is super, it, like never goes away, but it, in the beginning, it is so hard to get past that. Like, um, okay, now I'm a business. Now I'm this, okay. I am a freelance fill in the blank and going and starting to like call yourself that and have the confidence to do it. A lot of it is like, a, you learn on the job and B, you just like fake it. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if you're not confident yet, you just fake it till you make it. Yeah. And it's so easy to make it mean things when we don't get a job that we apply for, especially as a freelancer, because you're not part of a giant team. If a giant team fails and you're a tiny little part of it, then you can go, oh, yeah. well, it was, you know, it was all, it was everyone's effort. Um, and if you fail as a freelancer, if you apply for a, 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 a freelance position, and you don't get it, it's so easy to go, oh, I'm not, not good enough. I'm not whatever. But you're never going to get everything that you apply for. Totally. And unlike as an employee, you don't just need that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, okay. So I definitely want to have you back on, but I'm wondering if we should go ahead and like wrap up this episode. Um, and I think we will, um, there's lots of other things that I think we want to talk about, um, in the future, a couple of them that are coming up to my mind is like, 
But this whole conversation around time is making me think about how you structure um, your like time versus money. Um, so like like hourly contracts versus flat rate contracts, that kind of stuff. Because I think a lot of these conversations around time and monetizing your time lead into that conversation. So that's like maybe a subsequent one, um, which feeds into one of the things that I think we really wanted that we can touch on in that same conversation is around value. Mm-hmm. Um, so time value over time, which I know is one of the things that um, we had on our list to talk about today. Um, yeah, and the other that. one, which might be another good episode that we could do leading into the summer is around rest. Um, so we've had, um, a couple, I know Leah's like, not, <laughs> not, I mean, I don't think it's any, and I won't speak for you, Leela, but I, for Leah and I, I don't think that is our rest is not our, <laughs> our good within our like wheelhouse. We're not very good at it. Um, so maybe that will be a good subsequent conversation too. We could do an episode just on rest as we're leading into um, That'd be awesome. the summer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have uh, lots to say on all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I need to hear what you have to say. <laughs> situation. Yep. We could do it as like, we could do it as like, maybe like a group coaching, like we'll all, co- <laughs> we'll yeah. all be like, okay, how are we going to rest this summer? What does that mean? Um, but yes, I think yeah, that's great. rest is a rest is a big one. I read a lot of books about rest because that's what I do when I'm not good at something. I mm-hmm. <laughs> I read books. She's going to become an expert on how to rest. I'm okay. going to become an expert on how to rest. I'm going to become an expert on how to tell other people how to rest, but not actually do it myself. Usually <laughs> how that plays out. <laughs> then the next thing you have to research is practice what you preach. So yes. rest. Yes. Which, like I said, I've gotten called, I got called on by a couple of friends when I was like, am I going to turn down this contract? And I'm like, yes, yes, I am going to turn it down. Um, all right. Well, Leela, it was so nice to have you. Um, and like Thank I said, you. I think we'll have you back for many, many future episodes. And tell us more about, um, tell folks how they can find out more about you. Um, they can go to my website, which is lilakalmbach.com. It's L-E-I-L-A-K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H.com. We'll I know that's link. kind of a mouthful. but Yeah, we'll uh, put the link in the show notes for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Um, or follow me on, on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at Lila Kalmbach. Um, I'm going to, I'm working on a, a class right now um, about how to take Fridays off all year long. So if anyone who's listening wants to, learn more about working less and actually implementing some of this stuff that we've been talking about. Um, I should have that up soon. Oh, I want that. Okay. Yeah. Fridays <laughs> off. Yes. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. No, well, it's thank been you. so awesome to talk to you guys. Sorry. Yeah. It was all, it was so awesome to talk to you too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the freelance revolution podcast. Don't forget to check out our free community for freelancers and solopreneurs. Go to freelancersaligned.com to learn more and sign up.